Hi, this is Bo Bridges, and you're listening to TV Confidential. What's the matter with you? Not. Oh, come on, sit down. Something must have happened to you last night. Nothing, nothing. What are you getting so nosy for? nosy i'm just talking to you the secret of a good marriage is for a husband and wife to communicate where'd you get that the, the reader's, reader's digest, digest. <laughs> well let the reader's digest condense this <laughs> let me tell you something very important what i'm your wife who else knows this? Oh, everybody. And because I am your wife, if something's bothering you, I ought to know about it. Uh, well, I tell you, last night I'd done maybe the dumbest thing in my whole life. Are you sure you've lived a long time? Hey, Robertson, welcome you back to TV Confidential Radio Talks about television is always happy to welcome back our friend Jim Colucci. Jim Colucci, deputy editor for CBS's Watch magazine and a writer whose byline you have seen in TV Guide, Inside TV, The Advocate, and other publications. Jim Colucci is also our resident centenarian correspondent. He interviewed Betty White many times, including for his book, Golden Girls Forever. He also collaborated with legendary producer Norman Lear on an excellent behind-the-scenes book about All in the Family that we will tell you about in just a second. Norman Lear is 99 years old as we record this conversation. His 100th birthday, for those who may not know, is Wednesday, July 27th. Norman Lear and Jim Colucci are the co-authors of All in the Family, the show that changed television, an oral history of All in the Family that particularly focuses on 50 episodes that, in Norman Lear's opinion, exemplify why the show remains as funny and as relevant today as it did when it originally premiered in 1971. All in the Family, the show that changed television, is also a coffee table type book whose illustrations include behind-the-scenes photographs, script pages, production designs, previously unseen notes from Norman Lear, and a whole lot more. We'll tell you where you can find All in the Family, the show that changed television in just a second. But first, we began our conversation by telling Jim Colucci, I really love this book. Thank you. I really, really, uh, I just, I love everything about it. I love, it's almost as awesome in terms of layout and production design as your Golden Girls book. Which, Thank you. You wh- know, that means a lot because we had so little time to do this one. Golden Girls took me so long, and this one was so relatively fast. We only had about three months to write it. Now, then, of course, it takes a, a publisher, you know, a, a, like nine months to cut, print it and get it out there in the world. So. Mm-hmm. But, but in terms of the actual writing time, I mean, we, I sat down with Norman uh, on Zoom I was hoping it was all going to be in person, but then COVID intervened. I sat down with Norman on Zoom, Labor Day of 2020, and they originally said, can you have the book done um, at Halloween? And I was like, are you on crack? So (laughs) I uh, did get it to them by Thanksgiving-ish. And so really, we wrote this book in two and a 
half months, three months. It was just incredibly fast. And it's a testament to how much all of the people that I contacted to interview love Norman, that they made it a priority to do it so quickly. You, you anticipated one of my questions. You mentioned that this came about, most of your time with Norman in terms of putting this book together came about late 2020. Um, was that your first time crossing paths with Norman Lear? Had you had, had you met him before in your various capacities with the CBS Watch Magazine and so forth? I had met Norman Lear a good handful of times, uh, whether at events, because uh, I remember one time going to the Paley Center's gala that was to celebrate the LGBT community, and I met Norman there. Uh, I interviewed Norman when B. Arthur passed away for CBS Watch Magazine. I interviewed him another time about his own work for CBS Watch Magazine. So I had you know, a, a passing acquaintance where I could say hello to Norman uh, at the time that this book project came about. Uh, and I got the assignment to write this book, and of course, I was thrilled because I am already working on a book that takes a lot longer, and I'm still working on it, about the love boat. Mm-hmm. But when somebody offers you the opportunity to write about the sitcom granddaddy that started it all, All in the Family, and work with a 99-year-old legend, you say yes. Yes, absolutely. No matter what, no matter what else you're working on, you put that on the back burner for a minute and you say yes. And I knew that the Norman Project would have a shorter timeline because we were trying to get the book out in time to be at least published in the same year as the all in the family 50th anniversary which yes. was the anniversary actually of the debut was in january of 2021 and the idea for this book came about a little too late to hit that date but we knew that we would get the book out sometime in 2021 and so that kept the time frame rather short and that just presented a challenge because you want to do of course justice to all in the family and yet to have a short amount of time to write it uh it's a challenge but it really is a testament to how beloved Norman is that when he reached out to people for interview and when he gave me information to reach out to people for interview, they all said yes, and they said yes right away. Everyone, everyone even when I, there's a section of the book that is uh, interviewing today's current executive producers and showrunners about what they love about All in the Family and paying a tribute to Norman, which was a, actually cooked up by me and the publisher as a, as a surprise tribute to Norman. He didn't know about it, so he's, he's too modest to have put that in his own book, but we did that as a surprise for him. But when I reached out to these showrunners, who, again, have no current necessary connection to Norman, some do, some don't, uh, about doing an interview, they're in the middle of running shows that are that take all of their time and attention, and yet... Immediately, they said, yes, where do you, when do you need me? Diane English, the showrunner, creator, Murphy Brown, one example of, 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 right. of people that you reached out to, Jim. Yes, you're right. She, Diane English had nothing to do with All in the Family per se, but as she says in her blurb um, in All in the Family, the show that changed television, there would probably be no Murphy Brown were it not for Norman Lear and All in the Family. Right, and it really is true. I mean, of course I Love Lucy invented the sitcom and invented so many of the, uh, the, the conventions that the genre uses today, including the physical ways of producing it. So I Love Lucy is the direct ancestor of all sitcoms, but in a way All in the Family is too, because sitcoms had moved away from the multi-camera format at that moment that All in the Family came about. So in a way All in the Family was 
was reinvigorating what I Love Lucy had started, but also Al and the family was taking it that one step further and taking what Norman always said in the 60s sitcoms were all about, oh, honey, your boss is coming over and I burned the roast, would be the big problem. And Norman was taking that, all of those sitcom physical conventions of having this one-act play that had a national audience over 22 minutes and making it about something more than just burning the roast when the boss is coming in, or making it about the turbulent times that were going on when All in the Family debuted, and actually saying something and making making some change, but that wasn't necessarily Norman's objective. His objective was to entertain, but it was to entertain by showing truth. Jim Colucci is on the line with us. Jim Colucci, deputy editor for CBS's Watch magazine and the collaborator slash co-author of what he just called the Norman Project, that being... All in the Family, the show that changed television. Jim is the collaborator, along with Norman Lear, of All in the Family, the show that changed television. An oral history of All in the Family that particularly focuses on 50 episodes that, in the opinion of Norman Lear, best exemplify how All in the Family changed the face of television 50 years ago and remains as funny and relevant today. All in the Family, the show that changed television includes behind-the-scenes photographs, script pages, production designs, previously unseen notes from Norman Lear, commentary from Rob Reiner, Sally Struthers, Norman Lear himself, many of the writers and guest stars of of All in the Family, including Billy Crystal, Kay Callan, Anthony Geary, Clyde Kusatsu, and Janice Page, archival commentary from Carol O'Connor and Gene Stapleton, select Letters from viewers. Going to ask you about that in just a second, Jim. And a whole lot more. All in the Family, the show that changed television, available from Universe Publishing, a division of Rizzoli Books, as well as Amazon.com. Stay with us, folks. We'll be right back. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Manscaped. Manscaped, the best there is when it comes to men's below-the-waist grooming. Go to Manscaped.com, enter promo code confidential and you'll receive 20 percent off your order plus free shipping worldwide guys unlock your confidence with manscape and always use the right tools for the job go to manscape.com enter promo code confidential for a 20 percent discount plus free shipping manscape.com this is a dumb question but it's an obvious question how did you narrow it down how did norman narrow it down to 50 episodes that's not a dumb question at all. It's actually the key question that plagued us during writing the book, because how do you narrow any show that's great down to a certain number of episodes? Because even within an episode that's less well-remembered, there might be one of the most iconic moments that's remembered, or there might be an iconic guest star. And so it was hard. What I have done in my other books, and the way I kind of you know, told Norman that I thought we should work on it. And Norman, of course, had his own thoughts on me, certainly came to an easy agreement. But the way that I've always done it when I've had to choose episodes for other projects is you choose, of course, the episodes that are the, the, the no-brainers, the classics, the ones that made a huge splash, made history, changed television, changed the world. Those are the easy picks. But then when you're thinking about what else is important to say, Sometimes you pick the episode where the story that happened behind the scenes is most illustrative of what it was like to be at that show for a week, or to, the most illustrative of, of the show's effect on history, whether it's the most famous or not. 
So, or, or whether you have someone who has a great behind-the-scenes story who, is, who you can get to, who can tell it, that, again, shows really what rounds out the portrait of the show. So I love All in the Family so much that it was hard to get it down to that number because there are a couple of moments in other episodes that I think, oh, that's, you know, that's a classic moment, that's a classic. And there just isn't enough, there aren't enough pages in a book. It would be a Norman Lear encyclopedia, <laughs> everything we love. It would be thousands of pages. You'd be carrying it around in a wheelbarrow. Yes. If we chronicled everything that's great. But I, we did pick the 50 episodes that we thought were the classics, that were the obvious choices, but also where there are some behind-the-scenes stories about what happened that week. I mean, there's there's one episode, and uh, part of this story is in the book, and part of it was just kind of too long to tell. But there's an episode where Mike and Gloria have an argument about something and that, that Mike's activism, basically, but Gloria is, is more making it personal about their marriage. But at one point, Mike brings up about her how her aerosol hairspray is part of the culprit that he worries. It was actually about them arguing about having children, and mm-hmm. he doesn't want to have children in a world that has no future. And he brings up how her aerosol hairspray is causing a hole in the ozone layer. And that was something that had just been discovered by scientists, and it went in this all in the family script, and it was a huge, going to be a huge problem for the world. And I had, I talked to some scientists who literally say that after All in the Family, everyone in the, in the U.S. and then later the world became aware of this problem. They, it, there was a convention in Montreal where they came to an agreement about chlorofluorocarbons in, in aerosol sprays to limit them. And they really kind of solved the problem and healed the hole in the ozone layer. And there's a scientist who said the quote that had uh, the world continued on the path they were with these chemicals, the CFCs, that Earth would have been unlivable by 2010. And he literally says that Norman Lear and all in the family saved the world with that episode. So how could I not choose that episode? It may not be, that argument may not be the best remembered for the comedy moments or for the shocking racial epithets, or for the, you know, the, the Archie uh, truth bombs that he thinks they're truth bombs and they're really big. It may not be remembered for those things, but, I mean, an episode where a scientist credits saving the world, you've got to put that in. So well, there's, there's the, the choices have so many dimensions to them. All in the Family, the show that changed television available from Universe Publishing, a division of Rizzoli Books, as well as Amazon.com. That example you just gave, Jim, about, uh, the, about the effect of aerosol products on the environment, that illustrates another takeaway I got from reading yours and Norman's book, is that um, it's easy to point to all in the family for the many ways in which it pushed the envelope, blew the envelope off the table by being topical, by, by, by introducing... quote-unquote taboo topics, topics that had never been explored on television up to that point and now making it part of the mainstream. But it goes back to something that I learned from talking to one of Norman's writers, uh, Jay Moriarty, Jim, is is that Norman, even with All in the Family, Norman did not – Norman was very key. He did not want to be topical just to be topical, you know, whatever – whether it's the environment or whatever – 
you, you worked into a particular storyline. It had to move the. It had to serve the story. It had to serve the narrative. It had to have an immediate impact on the family. Yes, and that's a lesson that I learned from both Norman and from Susan Harris and the and the writers of Golden Girls. So, on two books now, I've learned that lesson. It's been drummed into me because, as a viewer, I thought, as probably a lot of us do, that these shows are looking for ways to preach, and and they they come into it with this this noble objective, I'm going to use art to change the world. And that would be a noble objective, except for I don't think it works. I think that when, you, when your agenda is so open and barefaced, the agenda comes through and not the humor. And the, it, when you try to preach, you end up preaching, and preaching's no fun for somebody to turn on, a, and on, a, on a Tuesday at 8.30 when they're looking to unwind. You have to deliver the medicine with a spoonful of sugar, and it has to be funny and entertaining first if it's a sitcom. And that's the lesson I learned from Golden Girls and from Norman, that they weren't looking to preach and change the world. They were aware that sometimes their their episodes had impact, of course, but they were really looking to entertain. But the smart thing that they did, both shows, is that they realized that they had certain topics all to themselves because only they were daring enough to go there. And that's what made it entertaining because it was so fresh. It was really in a way, selfish on their point and on their part, because they said, hey, nobody else is doing this, and I can get away with it. Let's do it, because I can get there first with my show. So when Norman's show, when All in the Family, tackled sexual assault, and they tackled, uh, tackled, I mean, we shouldn't even have to say tackled, but even going through menopause, these were areas that no sitcom had ever dared go before. Mike's gay, gay friend or gay perceived friend, Roger, in the very first season, in the fifth episode of the whole thing, those were daring choices to make. And yes, Norman and the writers and the producers had to fight CBS and the censors in able to, to be able to get those things on the air. So it wasn't easy. They created work for themselves that way. However... They then got to have that subject area all to themselves, and they got to say what nobody had ever gotten to say before. It was all so fresh, so new, so shocking to some people in the audience, so refreshing to some people in the audience. But that's what makes it entertainment, because it wasn't, oh, the, the hundredth iteration of Honey, I Burned the Roast, and how do you do that differently and make it funny and fresh? They didn't have to do that. They threw all that away and went for the daring, where... They got to do it all for the first time, and that's what made the show so entertaining and helped smooth the way to get those messages through as well. Jim Colucci is the collaborator, along with Norman Lear, of All in the Family, the show that changed television and oral history of All in the Family that particularly focuses on the 50 episodes that Norman Lear himself believes best exemplify how All in the Family changed television in 1971 and still is relevant today. All in the Family, the show that changed television, includes behind-the-scenes photographs, script pages, production designs, previously unseen notes from Norman Lear, a foreword by Jimmy Kimmel, and a whole lot more. All in the Family, the show that changed television, available from Universe Publishing, a division of Rizzoli Books, as well as Amazon.com. For more information on Jim Colucci, jimcolucci.com or mustheartv.blogspot.com. I want to circle back 
to um, something you, you mentioned earlier about there were episodes that not only changed television but changed the landscape of the country by either creating a dialogue or changing the way we approached certain issues. Uh, you mentioned uh, the episode in which uh, Edith was assaulted. That was actually the second time they addressed um, uh, sexual assault because there was an episode. Uh, there, there was an episode a couple of years before which Gloria was assaulted and she was reluctant to come forward. And one, one of the cool things, the commentary for um, the Edith is raped episode in particular, is that you have an interview with the behind-the-scenes consultant. I forget her name, um, but she worked very closely with Norman and the writers, and she talked about how the way Norman handled the entire storyline by giving it a two, by making it a two-part show, one-hour show, and it showed not only how Edith extricated herself from the situation and, and took control and, and was able to free herself, but the after effect and how, that, how All in the Family illustrated a reality that a lot of women go through when it, do you go forward and do you report it to the police? Yes, and that wonderful consultant, her name is Gail Barbanel, and she's the founder of the Santa Monica Rape Treat, uh, Treatment Center. And what I found so fascinating is that, sadly, is that back then there really weren't dedicated resources for women who had been assaulted. And as particularly shown in the first episode where Gloria is attacked outside a construction site, when the cops come to the house, they show, they kind of grill her, they do a mock courtroom grilling of Gloria, where they show her what it's going to be like if you take this, if you press charges and take this to trial. And it's all about grilling and blaming the victim, and about shaming the woman about her sexual past, her sexual history, and making her seem like she was asking for it. And the cops are sympathetic with her. They believe that she was attacked, but they're telling her this is what it's like. And that's why Gloria chose not to press charges, because there had been an earlier episode that was a silly, funny one where she and Mike posed nude for an artist. But the cop was saying, you posed nude, see? And, you know, turning everything around to make it look like she was the, in, in, to blame for her own assault. So, and so Gloria didn't report it, and the Edith episode was actually a chance for the show to show, here's, a, here's how it can work now also, yeah. where you do report it, and it can help you heal. It's all about you and your healing to report it. It's not even only about the justice and about stopping the person from attacking again. It is about that, but it's about your healing, and you need to move forward without living in fear. And they showed Edith living in such fear for that second episode until she decides to take some control and some power back by reporting. And all of that, all of those feelings and all of those dimensions of an attack are covered by the Santa Monica Rape Treatment Center. Now, it was a fledgling organization at the time of All in the Family. And this, this woman, Gail Barbanel, had been working at the hospital in Santa Monica and had noticed that there were a lot of women who came in after attacks and that there was a commonality to what they really, their needs should be, what they, how they should be treated, and yet they were coming into just the emergency room where it's, you know, chaos and anything rains. And she thought, you know, there needs to be a more specific resource for them and really worked on founding that. And when she hooked up with All, with all in the Family and was their consultant, they also, she and Norman, produced a, a brochure, a pamphlet, like a study guide to go along with those episodes that were then distributed to affiliates and could be distributed to women 
who were then attacked or to people who were thinking of founding rape treatment centers in their cities. And so it was about getting the information and getting the word out there that there was a special need for treating this problem. And again, talk about how a show changed the world. That's amazing. That we went from where the women, women seemed to be always blamed to now we have a show like Special Victims Unit that really advocates for victims of all types of sexual and violent abuse and believes them and shows us their stories. And I don't think any of that would have happened without the, the initial turnaround on how society views sexual assault, which was greatly aided by these All in the Family episodes. Jim Colucci is the co-author, along with Norman Lear, of All in the Family, the show that changed television. Take a quick time out. We'll talk some more, Jim. We come back on TV Confidential. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash tvconfidential, or at TV Confidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay Area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411. Or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.